Welcome to the Pack the House Show, where we have conversations about sharing your faith as you walk through life with others. Hey everybody, I'm Austin Marshoni. I'm joined here uh, with Pastor Jason Tabor hey. and uh, Aaron Davis. Yeah. Uh, and we're just uh, excited to be back here to have more conversation about uh, what we've been talking about in church. Um, this week we've talked, we were talking about uh, identity and sexuality, um, which I know can be a pretty tough topic for a lot of people. And it's uh, all part of this Christ and culture uh, that we're going through the series just to, to to kind of confront the things that we're dealing with in culture and how our faith informs what we know about uh, culture and how we know um, God would, uh, you know, the way that God wants us uh, to live. Uh, so um, to start off today's conversation, I just want to, we'll start off by saying, you know, what is some of the experiences uh, that, you know, so the LGBTQ plus community has with church? Well, I can say from my personal experience with the LGBTQ plus community, which I have a lot of friends that are in that community, um, there's a lot of feelings, like especially when I was in high school, that they had to choose between being a Christian or being gay. Like there was no way that they could go to church if they were, if we were having these thoughts in their brain, you know, like they had to choose one or the other, which makes it really hard for especially teenagers who are going through a lot of things anyway and hormones and all of that good stuff. So. Yeah, I would, I would echo that. Um, I think that's a really, a really good concise way to say that. Um, the feeling of having to, so feeling of being unwelcome, the feeling of being um, looked down on. Uh, these are all things that have, uh, others have shared with me um, as the, many who are outside the church, many who grew up in the church who are no longer a part of it um, have shared that. Um, what is also true um, that I've that I've seen is that um, that drives sometimes a an instinct to start questioning other parts of Christian theology, um, to start wanting to say that certain other things don't make sense, um, and a lot of that is driven by the hurt that they've experienced around this issue of of sexuality. So, it, and I'm saying that not to not to pontificate or say I you know, put myself in anybody else's shoes, but really to say if you uh, if you're listening and you, there's someone in your in your life, um, you know maybe who you raised, and maybe you raised them in the church and they're not there anymore, uh, and it might be around this issue. Let's also stop here and point out that um, we are. This just came in my head, so I apologize both of you for monopolizing a bit here, but uh, just became just came into my head to to make the point that. Uh, we're talking a lot, especially in this first piece of the of the conversation around the experience of LGBT, LGBT, LGBTQ um, persons. What's also true is that um, plenty of others who would not consider them, who would not identify in that way, um, are strongly allied with them. Um, and so I have as many conversations around these questions. Now I have more conversations around these questions with um, you know, people who are straight identifying, uh, who nevertheless feel strongly um, about this issue and ask me the same direct, same hard questions uh, that an LGBTQ person would. So that's just worth pointing out uh, that uh, you may find this among others as well. Um, but back to what I was saying, that that point to be saying, if you 
if there's someone in your life um, who has um, wandered away from the church and now you find them sort of questioning other even aspects of Christian theology uh, or their, their Christian upbringing, it may be worth keeping in mind that some of that is born out of the hurt they've experienced. That's the point I wanted to make there. Yeah, and I would also say along those guidelines or along those lines, when I was in high school and also continuation into college, um, a lot of my friends that were struggling with their sexual identity and then also their identity in Christ because they felt like they had to make that choice, mm-hmm. put them in a very dark place, like a very yes. dark place, almost like they had to commit suicide or because they couldn't stop themselves from thinking the thoughts that they weren't supposed to be thinking. Right. So it, it makes this whole like it puts even more pressure upon those people that are struggling with these thoughts and these sexual identities. And it, you know, it it's not, it, you know, as Christians, we shouldn't be putting people in those places. You know, like we shouldn't be saying things to make them go to dark places that make them feel like the only way out is for them to take their life. Right. Like that's certainly just- we don't want to say those things unprovoked. Uh- right. We'll talk about this as, as, as we go. If the, In answer to a direct question, there are things we believe and don't believe, and, and some of those are hard answers, but certainly uh, in this context of sort of unprovoked, <laughs> unsolicited advice that puts people in, in dark places, we want to be very careful around um, and probably not do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I think it's fair to you know worth mentioning just that you know we also have a variety of uh, you know quote unquote Christians um, that present a different experience to an LGBTQ community that you know it, 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 we're not we're not all presenting things the same way and so there are some things you know that are kind of going to work against you know any you know those kind of building up of relationships just like you know. It, you know, it could happen in anywhere in our lives. You know, with politics, you know, there's people that are trying to bring things together. People that are, you know, could maybe consider you know middle of the road type people. But you have the people who kind of speak on the outsides of things that create problems. Um, so I think it's just fair worth mentioning that some of the experience also can be varying. You know, depending on who 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 they talk to, the Christian that they talk to. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. So, and, and I'm, I'm jumping ahead a bit, but yeah, this is going to be another one of those situations where um, you as the person in that relationship, you the Christian in that relationship may end up carrying some baggage <laughs> that someone else has put there. Um, right. And I want, I want to say this really, really strongly. It is okay. It is fine to, it's safe and fine to do that. Um, the best thing you can do in that relationship is just accept the baggage. Uh, which is to say you don't have to defend the church. You don't have to stand up for anything. Um, Jesus doesn't need your help with that. And <laughs> sometimes the things that, they're, they're, that they've experienced are, in, are indefensible. And so you don't have to defend them. Mm-hmm. The, the, the best answer is, I'm really sorry that happened to you. Um, and I want to say this. I don't know if I've said it strongly enough before. By saying, I'm really sorry that happened to you, you are not compromising anything. Um, Right. It is. It's. It's. It's not problematic to say I'm sorry that happened to you. Um, it's empathetic, and that's 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 good. Actually, oh. that brings up a good point. When I was growing up, and I was hanging in these communities because I was in musical theater and all of this, so I was surrounded 
by people that were, that this is what they identified as. Mm -hmm. Um, and when I would go back to church, I would get flack for hanging out in these communities. Like my, especially my mom, my mom would get flack for putting me in these situations where these people were. And it was one of those things where it was like, it almost was pressed upon me that it was a sin that I wasn't like, like toting the line of the church. You Guilty know what by I association. mean? Like I, yeah, like I was just hanging out in like and doing my music like I do, right? And it was like my church was actually pressed upon me that it was like I was sinning by just being mm -hmm. in in that situation, which well, was like that's the same hard. thing they said to Jesus too. So that's fine. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, now I know that. When I was 14, I probably didn't. But now and I'm maybe and maybe this is the time to kind of get this part of it out of the way too, is the fact that it's like, okay, well, if we're gonna say that, you know, you shouldn't be associating with those people then we would be the most lonely people in the world because we would have to disassociate from everybody. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. because we all have so much stuff. We have our sins, the things that we struggle with. And it's like, we would just be on an island, all of us. You know, we, we couldn't even be in a relationship with anybody. We couldn't be, you know, friends with anyone. <laughs> Yeah, so we're so we're gonna have this conversation with the assumption that all of those who listen um, would and do um, have in your life uh, those someone who would be somewhere in that spectrum who would have uh, a I'm gonna say non-normative sexuality, uh, which is to say outside the majority, without putting judgment around it. So uh, with that in mind, then Austin, you want to move us to our next? Yeah. Yep. So I think that, you know, that kind of gets us into uh, a little bit of like, so if that's where we're at, you know, that's the experiences is, you know, you were saying, you know, uh, Pastor Jason about, you know, you know, uh, not defending everything, you know, just kind of those approaches. What are the truths then that we can bring to them? What, you know, if we're going to bring something to them instead of just, you know, what's that next step? Yeah. So what are those Christian truths that we have that we don't have in the back of our head as we're, as we're approaching these relationships? Uh, Jesus died for everyone. Jesus died for everyone. That's, that's the biggest one. Um, I was actually going to do, do a different biggest one, but that's the biggest one. <laughs> <laughs> the blood covers all. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's big. I mean, hopefully you knew that already. <laughs> <laughs> but it's relevant here. The other one that, that and that came up in our in our in our preaching this past weekend um, was the question of identity, um, and specifically the 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 truth that each person um, is created in the image of God. That is to say, each person was created on by God on purpose, um, patterned after His good and perfect way. Um, all of it's corrupted in all of us, right? but there's good there. Um, it, it reflects something good, I think is the best way I could say that. Um, so that's number two, right? Jesus died for all of us. Um, all of us are patterned after and reflect God's good image. Um, some of these I want to say later. <laughs> so that's one. <laughs> uh, the other one, and we reference this a little bit, um, but that it is possible to be both an LGBTQ person and a follower of Jesus, and to do that with integrity. Um, yeah. There are all sorts of, if you want to learn more about this, there's all sorts of really good uh, memoirs and things by, by um, Christians who identify as gay. 
um, some of them have chosen to be celibate and that's the way that they, um, that they reconcile that. And I guess others who don't choose that probably don't write books about it, but, um, no, I read Maybe one you'll the other find that day book. that was I was one the other day that was called Gay Girl, Good God. And she actually, she's married to a man now and has two kids. But okay. yeah, she, so, still says that she struggles with same-sex attraction and it's just something that, you know. She okay, so she's, so she's chosen not to pursue that. Um, right. And it, well, that's, I guess, a second way of, of reconciling it. Um, maybe others have chosen to, in fact, pursue those same-sex relationships. Um in any of those scenarios, it may we may find many things that we wouldn't agree with. Um, but the point is, it is possible to be a to work really hard at being a Jesus follower, um, and to do that with integrity, even while being an LGBTQ per, LGBTQ person. Um, it is. I also want to, especially as we're in the conversation of how to talk to those who aren't Jesus followers. Um, it is possible to be a good, moral, upstanding person who also is an LGBTQ person. Um, we talked about this question in terms of identity, right? And this is a big identity piece, but it isn't the only identity. Um, and hopefully I'm saying things that all everyone who's listening already knows. But um, in terms of how do we approach the relationship with the mindset that we have, I think that's a big one. Um, they have answered really important questions, really foundational questions in ways that are different from ours. That is the same, by the way, as a Muslim or any other, you know, whatever it would be. <laughs> they've answered, they've answered foundational questions in ways that are different from ours. And yet those can still, it's, it can still be, they can still be answers of integrity, uh, people of goodwill, people of are at least striving toward uh, strong moral foundations. And I think while you're speaking on integrity, I think that's just kind of going back to that, you know, we would all be alone kind of thing because we all sin. I think that's the integrity that we, you know, as Christians should have to say that, you know, we are, you know, like the truth. I think that is one of the truths too, is that like, not just that the blood covers all that Jesus died for everybody. It's that, you know, we all have sinned and fallen short, you know, like that, that truth is, mm -hmm huge i think it's just it's interesting how society sometimes sees the the battle there and one more that i'll put in and maybe then we can we can move to our third topic after that um which is the example of jesus and um what we see jesus do every single time um i'm going to reference a specific passage in a moment what we see jesus do every single time is um meet a person where they are and meet them this bleeds into our third topic. We see Jesus every single time meet a person where they are and meet them with love and with grace and with welcome. Um, Absolutely. I purposely did not use the word acceptance because that has connotations. Um, but he meets them with love and with grace and with welcome. Um, now, the, the passage that's in my head is the, um, the thing he says to the woman that he, that he heals go and sin no more right that gets used sometimes in these but jesus also said go and sin no more and that's accurate he said it um but well that is true um <laughs> <laughs> the point i want to make is jesus does say that thing to that person who was who, whose behavior he wanted to be different but he said it to her after he healed her he said that is 
he said it to her after a radical act of grace, a radical act of, of mercy in that case. Um, and so <laughs> that's the starting point, right? Um, that, that, that huge grace is the starting point. So along those lines, I wanted to say, so I don't use the word sin when it comes to any of this, when I'm hanging out with my LGBT. I mean, that just puts a block. I'd probably right? agree. So, I, I certainly yeah. agree with that. I'd be interested to know what so, word you do use. I don't really use any words about that. You know, like I don't, I don't need to condemn you. Like we're here for other reasons, but what I will say when it comes to the point of identity, right? they, some of them set up their sexual identity as their main identity, right? And in my theology, right, that just becomes an idol. And just like any idol that's not Jesus or God, there's lots of flaws, right? There's lots of flaws in that idol. You know, you have to, you have to like wiggle things around to make it mm -hmm. work, right? Which I don't have to do because Jesus is my identity. And so I don't hold have on, to back up. What, so, what was the thing that became the idol? I, I missed that step. Oh, sorry. Their sexual identity becomes the idol or who they are like, like transgendered. So like mm -hmm. that, that becomes the center of their world. That's uh -huh. their idol. Mm -hmm. And just like any other idol, there are flaws in mm -hmm. that. Like there's going to be problems with it. There's problems with a lot of it. And so a lot of the aggression that I get from them, I don't take personally because literally it's them trying to promote this godlike thing that they have constructed right whereas i don't have that because i have jesus Does that well i think we yes i think we can okay. we can back that out of step because i think you're making an important point um about the aggression and and, and the point i much like in there i much like listen to me <laughs> <laughs> the point i most like uh, is that it's not personal um right but i don't think that uh, I, I am pretty sure that if my deeply held identity were questioned, even in a gentle way, uh, that would be uncomfortable for me. And if I had spent all of my life up to this point um, having that deeply held identity questioned and sometimes suppressed, that discomfort and even those gentle questions would be really hard for me. Uh, it's no... It, the difference is not what the identity is. The difference is that that right. identity has been questioned and questioned and questioned, and that's where the that's where the um, the tension in the conversations and sometimes the aggression comes from. And so, yeah, it's not personal. It's, it's right. But it's what, what I'm enough. saying, what I'm saying is just like any other idol, it can't live up to God. True. So what my, I find comfort in the fact that if that is what their idol is, like if that's what they're worshiping, that's going to fail them. And if I can get them to see that Jesus never fails you. I need you to rephrase the comment. I find, I find comfort that that will fail them because I don't know what you're after there. I, find, I mean, not comfort, but like I, I rest in the assurance that whatever idol is constructed in people that don't know Jesus it's it's not it's not as good as god it's you know not an ultimate obstacle is that what you're going exactly. after something okay. is, yes something is going to come against them that they're not going to be able to handle because that idol is not god 
So then so something little... else that you said, something else that you said that kind of made me think that this kind of gets into our last point, you know, when you were talking about like, you know, uh, um, oh, what was, the, what, what, what did Pastor Jason question you on? It was what you said, there was, um, I don't use oh, sin and I yeah, agreed with that, yeah, but so, then what so, do you say? So what do you say? Cause that's exactly what we were going to talk about was, you know, what can we say to people in that community? And so let's at least start Expert with, segue. You know, let's just, let's just start with, you know, what you know instead of sin at least for me if i just jump right into it i would think you know it's a lot about like um i you know i might struggle to live the way that god knows is best for me from time to time is i have used i have used that topic that idea especially when i'm when i'm in these conversations i, I do as aaron said try really hard not to get pinned down into saying is it or is it not a sin and yet what is true is that, um, like, I can't not answer <laughs> forever. Um, right. Like you got to answer the question. If the question comes a fifth time, you gotta, you gotta answer it. Um, I'll be honest. And most I people, asked... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say most of the people that I talk to are smart enough to know when I'm avoiding the question. Um, and so I've used that approach before as well by saying, I, I certainly think that it is less than the good thing that God has in mind. Yeah, I, I say things like this is, I say the whole world is not the way that God made it. Mm -hmm. That's what I say. So, but I also say things like, it depends on who you're talking to, obviously. But I've said things like, that's not my sin. So, you know. Yeah. You know and what we I wanna... mean? Like, or it's not my struggle. I'll say things like, that's not my struggle. You know, I struggle with other things. And then I'll say some other things that I struggle with, but I'll say things that's not my struggle. So then it kind of skirts the issue of the actual, you know what I mean? The actual. Mm -hmm. And we, well, and we want to, we want to be careful here. Um, in, in, in kind of what we're saying and what we're not saying uh, in our, to use our Lutheran language, we want to be careful to properly apply law and gospel, uh, which is yeah. to say, um, we don't want to um, soft pedal or um, uh, brush to the side God's law, God's God's design of things. Uh, we don't want to be permissive um, at the same time that we don't want to um, obscure the, the the promise of God and the hope the hope that He offers as well. So so by saying these things, and I specifically said I try really hard not to answer the question that I answered, and that sort of half answer um by doing that it's not that i'm trying to um shrink away from saying yes i believe that that's in against uh, in, in contrast to god's law it's not even that i'm trying to shrink away from saying if you really want to pin me down i, I would it it fits in the category of sin but what i'm trying to do is um answer the question and and share that truth in a gentle way that leaves open room for further dialogue. That's really the, the biggest goal in all of this, right? Um, you know, stand firm on your theology, stand firm in your faith, um, answer questions honestly and truthfully as, as, as it concerns what Christian belief is, but do it with gentleness and kindness. And um, if, you can, if you can phrase it, <laughs> a truth, in a more gentle way, go that way. Uh, because that will leave the the door open for further dialogue, and that's the although not, and although it's something not that's something that you would say more what you do is to like show them 
what Jesus did, you know, and this is, you know, just, just as you're sort of phrasing, you know, it's like, you know, Jesus was there amongst the people who other, you know, Christians wouldn't get near. And, yep. um, and, and so to show that love, I think is, is something that builds that relationship up so you can have these conversations. And he well, is harshest have- with the inflictors of pain, not the ones who have received the pain. Yeah. And I also want to say, like, saying something that's contrary to what you've been heard to say from the church is also very attractive to the LGBTQ community. Do you know what I mean? Like, saying it in a different way to where you're not instantly condemning them or you're yep. not instantly telling them how to fix their life and everything they can do better and this is what would make God happy. You know, saying things like that. If you say it differently, it makes them want to have a relationship with you. And the more that you build those relationships, the more that they actually have Jesus in their life. Because if they're not hanging out with anyone that needs, that has that, has that Jesus spirit in their life, then they're not getting any Jesus, you know? So meet them where they are and hang out with them no matter what. So, so for my own scheduling reasons, I need to kind of wrap this up, but uh, let's, uh, let's put a few more points out there and then we'll, we'll draw to a close Um, in terms of what do we, how do we, how do we respond? How do we, what do we say? Um, And we've done a lot of what's true and a little bit of what not to say. (laughs) What do we say? Um, And the, the, the one that I'll start with again that came up in our in our sermon this weekend, um, we talked a lot about identity and being made in God's image. Um, Pastor Kevin said it this way, and other I think Pastor Sean, I heard Pastor Sean and Pastor Kevin. I'm sure Pastor Dan said it too. Um, essentially, affirm what we can. Right, we in the relationship we want to affirm what we can. A couple of things we can affirm. A friend of mine said it to me this way. He said, "Affirm my personhood," which is to say. I need to hear from you that I am a valid person, an equal person. Those are literally two words he used. Um, even as I have these, uh, my sexuality is this way. Um, and we can do that as Christians. We can do that. That's in our theology um, that says, yeah, you are an, a valid person or an equal person um, because you, as we said earlier, because you are created in God's image. And because Jesus died for you, you were you also were worth dying for. So that's one thing we can affirm. I see Aaron doing some parenting, but uh, Austin, if you want to jump in, you're welcome to. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think that affirming that, I think you know one of the things about it too, because I think this is just one of the last things I wanted to say was like a lot of times there's a lot of um, a lot of feel that it's like hard to say some of these things that it's hard to. Um, approach these things because of our fear um but i think that it's really important i think that to to your point jason that like affirming that they are a person that you know spending time with them and not shying away from them because that's all that it's ever going to do is when you try and steer away from people then you're basically saying there is something that that splits us there is something that divides us and what we are trying to say is no we have something that's greater that brings us together than anything that could ever divide us. Yep. And that's, that's kind of such the, that, that we are affirming that they are, are created in God's image because everyone is in you know, yeah. every life situation. And a part of being created in God's image is to be created with a desire for connection and companionship. Um, and 
like all things uh, that's been uh, twisted, uh, bent <laughs> in, in all sorts of directions. Um, and yet that desire that this person is feeling um, is part of their God-given design. And so there's we, it's the same that I feel it, <laughs> the same that any of us feel it. It is part of that, of that God-given design. So we can affirm at least that. Uh, well, I feel like that's a pretty good uh, place to wrap it up. You know, we have some time constraints. Uh, so well, I wanted to say one more thing. I didn't oh, yeah, feel one more thing? <laughs> yeah, one more All thing. Right. I mean, it's, just your, like, it's your schedule. Your it's like schedule. Steve Jobs. <laughs> oh, one more thing. <laughs> one more thing. It won't be as cool <laughs> as an iPhone. Um, but really to wrap this up uh, in terms of what do we say? How do we interact with a person who uh, identifies somewhere on that, in that LGBTQ community? Um, the biggest one, and we've and we've we've sort of hit on it from time to time. We've circled around it, but I really want to say very directly: what do we say about the person's? And the question really is: what do we say to the person about their sexuality? That's kind of the question behind the question. Um, for a long time, and in lots of, it, for the most part, I would say we say nothing about that. Um, now, here's what I don't mean. <laughs> what I do very much mean is um, the question may not come up for a very long time. You know, what do you Christian person think about my sexuality? May not come up for a very long time, and that's okay. Um, if it does come up, again, we have to be ready to answer the questions honestly and gently and truthfully to our, to our theology, um, but it may not. And so in the meantime, um, we can spend that time showing them Jesus instead, which is talk to them about good news. All the things we talk about in these, in these conversations, right? Uh, where can I put some good news, some hope, some encouragement, some some uh, new ways of looking at things that are inviting and attractive into their into their life? Um, so that when the question comes up, when the question comes up, the conversation is going to be hard uh, because there are certain things that we will just sort of not agree on. <laughs> uh, the the conversation will be tense and it will be hard. But the work that you have done, you will have done in the meantime of, of bringing them good news, bringing them Jesus, is the thing that allows the relationship to be there. And if you have the relationship, the hard, you'll, it'll survive the hard conversation. Mm -hmm. So build the relationship, show them good news. If the sexuality doesn't come up, you, that's okay. When it does, that'll be the groundwork that will help the, relation, the relationship survive. Is that fair? And it's also very, yes. And I also say it's also very attractive to stand firm in your beliefs when you are surrounded in mm -hmm. a community that doesn't have the same convictions. If you so do it with gentleness and kindness. Absolutely. But that is an attractive quality, I think. Yep. Well said. Yep. Cool. Let's wrap up there. Let's pray us out for us, Pastor Jason. Me? All right. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we give you thanks uh, for that God-given design. Uh, we give you thanks for... Um, thinking of all of us, seeing all of us as worth dying for. Lord, help us to have those truths in the back of our heads as we um, come into relationship with uh, with people you've created who have uh, certainly differences of sexuality is our, our um, topic for today. Uh, help us to give, um, if the question comes, uh, help us to have uh, gentle, kind, but truthful and honest answers to share. And in the meantime, uh, give us the right ways and the right words to build the relationship so that it will uh, survive that difficult conversation. In Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen. Amen. Thanks, everybody. See you later. All right. Have Bye. a great week.
<laughs> Thanks for joining us for the Pack the House Show. For more content like this, or to connect with us, visit our website, cornerstonelutheran.church.